Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan. I'm Ben. And I'm Jamie. And our music is by our friend Jordan. See, we remembered everything that time, including <laughs> our own names. Yeah. <laughs> so, something's happened. Uh, there's going to be an election in Turkey, which, to be fair, was common knowledge. Um, <laughs> that was common knowledge before we did the podcast. We're not, like, surprised by it. But it turns out it's, it's going to be early, which means that we, uh, we're going to have to uh, completely change everything we had planned. Or I had planned. I'm the one who does the planning. And we're going to have to enter election mode, which uh, mm. basically there are no good options here. So what we're going to do is we're going to, today, I'm going to explain like probably the last major electoral missing piece, which is like, because we know where like the Republican People's Party comes from. We know where all the center-right parties come from. We know where all the fascists come from. So all that's missing now is the, is the Islam, Islam, Islamist parties. But I yeah. was gonna. I was tempted to say it in Turkish or in English, and I just end up picking neither. The Islamist <laughs> parties, the, the the religious parties, the ones who are, were really mad about the headscarf ban, which, to be fair, was fucking insane. So you know, that's how they get you, though. Mm. So we we need to talk about and basically all of these parties. So this is where the AKP gets some of its ideological roots from. To sort of fast forward to, to when the AKP was founded, what essentially happened was a split in this particular political movement between like more young, modern, you know, uh, media literate sort of uh, politicians and hardcore people. The funny part is that the hardcore people have ended up joining the opposition alliance now, despite being what some people would call a far right party. Huh. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what we think of it. But it, so there's, you know, there's like a thing in Turkey where it's like the chaotic seventies, which is true. And maybe we'll after the election we'll go back in time again and start talking about that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for post-election. I don't know whether we just like stick to our word and shut the whole thing down, or we just <laughs> carry on. Um, either way, <laughs> let it depend on the result. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, it kind of will. It depends on how depressing it is. So, th- basically, there was a political party called the National Salvation Party, which held the balance of power in the 70s and kept switching coalition partners. A- and uh, it was a fucking mess, basically, because no one liked them. And we're <sighs> going to find out why we don't like them. Why-, why we don't like them. Why no one likes them. Excellent. So- yes, so... Allow me to introduce you to a new guy and former Prime Minister of Turkey. Nejmetin Erbakan. Professor Dr. Nejmetin Erbakan. And by, um, the, way, and by the way, everyone, this episode might be a bit short because Jamie's dying, I have a stream to do, and also I have to make dinner. And, and I'm hungover. And Ben's hungover. It's, yeah. it's, it's going really well for all of us. Uh, yeah, Nejmetin Erbakan, uh, former Prime Minister of Turkey, uh, although that was a very, very tenuous uh, year-long premiership with Tansu Çiller as the deputy, and he uh, basically got—he was the victim, well, victim and, uh, of the of the fourth military coup. Well, it wasn't really a coup so much as like a memo that got read as read as a coup. So you you must love the fact that this guy just looks like a Turkish mate gapes. I, yeah, it's not, it's not my least favourite thing about him, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, 
Although, to be fair, yeah, as he got older, it did, in fact, become really Gapesian in a lot of ways. <laughs> wow, some of these pictures are incredibly Gapesian. Someone needs to Photoshop <laughs> Mike Gapes over this picture of him. I've just put it in the uh, episode notes. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, unfortunately, um, the so, like, to be fair, the, the one person who's giving a, given a speech that is similar to Mike Gapes' infamous milk speech is uh, the leader of the far-right party, Devlet Bachele, who gave a long-winded speech where he basically had, like, a prolonged childhood regression session where he was upset about the fact that his mum never bought him biscuits that were on TV. <laughs> so the infamous biscuit... And he doesn't even say biscuit correctly in Turkish. Puskevit. Oh. That's not how you say it. Anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> It, it's it's yeah it's uh yeah that so the Turkish government of Mike Gapes ironically might be the fascist and that's a word we're not allowed to throw around in the UK anymore apparently no 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 not, no, yeah. we not must until be- not until we're like all you know enthusiastically feeding immigrants into a wood chipper mm. yeah and then because they're not our citizens fascism. you know it's not it's not real yeah. fascism yeah. Mm. yeah I feel like they have they, a- have they have put people in camps but they haven't put Owen Jones in a camp and therefore. I- I feel like, you know, arbitrarily distinguishing between who is a citizen and who is not in order to enact various tortures upon them is, yeah, interesting. (laughs) Oh my god, I've just, and speaking of which, just now, and I know this is like British politics, uh, BBC says that Gary Lineker is to step back from presenting Match of the Day until agreement reached on social media. That's <laughs> fucking insane! I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry to make this about Britain. I, I, in case, for any of the Turkish listeners, which do make up a significant portion of our listeners, I'm so sorry, but this is fucking insane. I hate mm. to make it about us, but, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I, I also saw that they've, they've su- well, basically suppressed an episode of the new David Attenborough documentary because it might be a bit too contentious to talk about climate change in a frank manner. Yeah, that's why you've got to go to my YouTube videos for that shit. Um, mm. anyway, anyway, um, let's maybe not think too hard about why that's the case. So, <laughs> before I get really depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already uh. really depressed, I don't need more of it. So, yeah, I'm not going to explain Britain's latest insanity on the podcast, because it's not the podcast for that, this is meant to be history. <laughs> so, Nejmetin Erbakan, uh, he is a, um, he's an engineer, um, actually. A lot of politicians in Turkey are, like, mechanical engineers. <laughs> Fucking engineers, man. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so he puts forward a manifesto. Mechanical engineer, though, is like, it could be much worse. It could be software engineer. Yeah. Uh, it's true. So he puts forward a manifesto called Miligarish. Now, Miligarish means national view or national outlook or national vision, depending on how you want to choose to pronounce and interpret. Sorry, mm. pronounce, translate and interpret. And uh, some of you might like the logo of the Welfare Party, which was the party he led when he actually got into government. Uh, this is not the, the Salvation Party, obviously, but the Welfare Party. Uh, that's a pretty neat logo. Um, yeah. RP, um, real politics, shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny looking microphone there, but yeah. And, <sighs> and, and the thing about Miligarish is it's not just like a, a, a manifesto. It's like, it's a genuine organized political out like it has it has like tendrils in uh, that's a very loaded way to describe it but anyway you'll see why i might describe it that way in the turkish diaspora a lot Mm. and basically it's um 
if 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 you like, it's kind of like a representation of a lot of the the social conservative elements in Turkey. So like it's um so you know like how the how the Republican People's Party obviously has a particular secular voting base, right? Yeah. And like the Justice Party was but you know the Republican People's Party was a small electoral political party while the Justice Party is winning 50 plus percent of the vote, right? Mm. Um that 50 plus percent of the vote contained these people. This is essentially a split from that for people who really wanted to um to sort of not necessarily undo but relitigate elements of um of the sort of Ataturk revolution if you like. Yeah. So they want more like Islamic moral guidance in society as an example. Uh they really actually quite a lot of it does think about like autarky. Like you know wanting the economy to be as independent of foreign influence as possible. Uh how you do development and industrialization. How do you do it in a way that's um you know compliant with the demands of Islam and stuff like that. It's not like it's not a regression ideology. It's not like we're going to go back to um, you know, farmsteads. We're going to go back to like a, a planter economy or anything yeah. like that. But it doesn't. Uh, but it's anti-European. You're a skeptic, but probably anti-European conceptually. So there's a description of uh, the common market as uh, a a Zionist and Catholic project for the assimilation and de-Islamization of Turkey. Oh boy, <laughs> which is um. <clears throat> it's a it's a series of thoughts spoke um that I don't think is true. No. To be to be very clear. Absolutely just to be not. Incredibly clear that is not true. Yeah, I mean the the European project is like is a Masonic plot. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm yeah, yeah, very clear. <laughs> but um but yeah. It's um but what its sort of vision is is more of a pan-Islamic vision, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, Mili, like, the national in national vision, you shouldn't really see it as, like, um, like national as in just Turkey, although it is very Turkey first. It's more like the, like, what in, like, Dar al-Islam, right? Like, the, the house of peace, people, Muslims, basically. Gotcha. That's the nation, in a way. So it's a sort, sort of Islamic internationalism. If you like, and there is a, yeah, a bit of that to it. and. So they form their first political party, which is the National Salvation Party, to contest the 1973, I want to say, elections. In fact, it was the 1973 elections, which, uh, by the way, was an ele- a rare election in Turkey, in that the Republican People's Party won the election. Oh. Yeah, they won the most seats. Shit. Um, yeah, Bülent Ejevit. Uh, again, we won't be able to talk about Bülent Ejevit too much, because he's ostensibly not the point of it. But, uh, yeah, he got to be Prime Minister afterwards, but the government lasted ten months, so... Fuck. Uh, because he formed a coalition with the uh, National Salvation Party. Um, yeah. yeah, so if you're wondering, like, what the deal was, there were, um... So, there was a new Democratic Party at that election, which is not to be confused with the original Democratic Party. <laughs> it's happening again! Uh, why oh. can... Like, it's, it's, just, it's just exhausting. Or the current Democrat Party, to be clear. There's a current Democrat party as well. Of course there is. Yeah. But (laughs) look, it was a liberal conservative party called the Democrat Party. I mean, what am I I meant to fucking think it is, right? 
Um, well, long after the fucking Republic of Turkey is dead and gone, there will be a Democrat party organising itself there. Yeah. In the far future, we'll be having a new Democratic party. <laughs> Playing whack-a-mole with these fuckers for all of history. Yeah. And, and their whole deal was being anti-corruption, and it kind of doesn't matter very much because they dissolved themselves in 1980. So they were really only around for 10 years. So the National Salvation Party just routinely holds the balance of power. <clears throat> and that is complicated in a lot of ways because no one agrees with them on anything. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it sounds like an exaggeration, but I'm not joking. No one agrees with them on anything, basically. <laughs> like, like genuinely, the one thing that some people agree with them on is, like, doing nationalizations occasionally. Mm. And, like, state housing and stuff. Or, like, but, like, the party's a far-right party, or categorized as a far-right party. Yeah, it's just got some welfareist bits tacked on. Yeah, as, as, they, as they often do, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's considered far right. I have some questions about whether it's that simple, but also in the spirit of the of Gary Lineker is not allowed to fucking host Match of the Day. <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty comfortable saying they're probably a far right political party because there is there is sort of like um, an underlying ideology to it that we're not going to talk about because we need to be wrapped up relatively quick. Kind of a mini sode this one, mm. but just get us warmed up for the elections, I guess. And it, yeah, but we we can you know um the it's sort of like the Turkish Islam synthesis, um, uh, ideology, which is a far right ideology, quite comfortably. What, what if a Turk was a Muslim? Yeah, what if that? Who's <laughs> who's to say what that would look like? Do we have do do we have guys analysing this question? I don't know. Um. So so what's what's important about this political party? One is that it holds the balance of power in the. In the 70s, a lot. And it switches sides, a lot. And people get kind of fed up with this. <laughs> like, quite fed up with them. Because they keep bringing down governments over and over again. And the chaos they sowed by sort of holding the balance of power. Which, by the way, like, I don't, like, it's not their fault that they got, you know, that number of seats. You know, <laughs> like, I, I, feel, I feel like it's not necessarily their fault that that happened. But also, it is very annoying. So. I feel kind of comfortable blaming them. But they, uh, but basically the net result is that bas basically there's left-right violence in Turkey in the 70s, and that is not a good background in which to have governments falling every 10 months. No. It's not a great political backdrop to that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's the sort of thing that you try to resolve with, like, say, a, a historic compromise, shall we say. Yeah, you, you have what the Italians would describe as a government of national solidarity, mm. wherein, the one, wherein the smaller of the major political parties does a confidence and supply agreement with the larger of the major political parties, and everyone calms the fuck down for yeah. a little bit. Unfortunately, in Italy, that didn't really work very well because the Red Brigades immediately did a terror attack. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah kind of bag fumble on that one because I'm pretty sure the Italian Communist Party would have won the next election. Motherfucker. So, well, I mean, to be fair, I say would have won. Like, they wouldn't have been allowed to win. No, no, but they, they would have uh, mm, contested it quite handily. I mean, they did contest it quite handily before. That's why they had to have a confidence in supply between the Christian <laughs> Democrats and the Communists. That's what happened. Yeah. 
But oh man, the Italian Christian Democrats and the Communists. Like, that's some history right there that could I could do a fucking podcast series about, to be honest. That's fucking wild. Like, the way they just disintegrated after the Cold War as well. Just yeah. gone. Just completely just... They were like Homer Simpson disappearing into the bush. Yeah. It's fucking absolute, incredible. Absolute bitch move from them, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, like, once, you know, like... And also the Christian Democrats, let's be honest, they were really intimately tied to organised crime, which is related to the bonus episode, finally, <laughs> actually. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think we would, they were doing Italian organised crime. That's different and more racist. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want Australian for, former deputy. Uh, what was it former deputy premier of New South Wales, John Barillaro, to accuse me of anti-Italian racism, <laughs> um, which did happen to that YouTuber I talk about in the bonus. Oh, incredible! Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> like I've never seen someone sincerely take someone to court for anti-Italian racism until, and of course, Australia. Delivered. Well, that's, that's because it's the last acceptable form of racism. That's right, <laughs> and, I will, and I will not stop. Oh said, no! Are we going to get an Italians don't count book soon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look oh. up what the Italian for David Badil is going to be. <laughs> David Badiglione or something like that. <laughs> yeah, hold on. It's a Davide. Davide. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe, oh, they, it's just, maybe yeah. my Italian journalist guy will show up, the guy that was going out with his yeah. daughter wife on Valentine's Day and just, <laughs> just it's the fucking the was, wheat shagger. Yeah. That was so fucking strange. That's that's uh, by the way, that's in the last bonus episode, yeah, everyone. You should if you, subscribe just to hear that, it was great. It was fucking incredible. I I still haven't recovered from like <laughs> all of the things that could possibly be. Italians are just deeply strange people, I've concluded. <laughs> that's just kind of, I don't know if that's like, if I've gone too far, if I finally said too much on this podcast. But they are just a deeply strange people in a lot of ways. Mad like, respect it, for it. This, this guy was like so short, I'm just wondering if he was like one of the off-cuts when they were making Spagball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Yes, <laughs> like, he is. He's massive. He's a big boy, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've kind of lost my train of thought because we've just gone in super hard on various Italians and members <laughs> of the Italian diaspora and also made up what if David Badil was Italian. <laughs> Which I, f- I feel like is not a good reflection on us, but also no. is kind of funny, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, so who's to we say gonna... if it's good or bad? Yeah, what are we going to do about it, really? What are you going to do about it, listeners? Stop yeah. listening. Yeah, so no, you listen to the free episode, bitch. You yeah, didn't this even is, pay for this. Yeah, you didn't pay for this. This is we do this level of brain damage to people for free. <laughs> Welcome. This is this is what Britain has done to us. Yep. Oh God. Anyway, what were we talking? Oh, the National Salvation Party, right? <laughs> yeah, that's once. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's it. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. Let's dive back in because we got out of the pool. Now we need to get back in. So. Uh, so some of you might be surprised to hear that Millie Gerrish and the political parties that spawn, they tend to be a bit anti-Semitic. Ah, oh, no. Uh, which, I mean, to be fair, considering what they describe the common market as, uh, mm. you know, bear in mind that the AKP is, uh, is a, is a offshoot of one of these Millie Gerrish parties. Mm. Right, so it's an offshoot of them. 
And now Erdogan was like, no, 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 we're not doing a specifically Islamist agenda. No, 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 we're just doing silent majority, you know, conservatism type stuff. Mm. Which, you know, uh, question marks. We have questions. <laughs> but the, um, <laughs> which is kind of very funny because that they came from this like intensely Eurosceptic political background because they came really close to the EU at one point. Yeah. Yeah, famously. And that certainly didn't have any impact down the line on our national politics, for instance. No, no, certainly not. And it absolutely would not have done so. And the other thing is that Erdogan also said that he thought that, like, psychic ninjas were trying to kill him. So... Oh, wow. And I believe he said the ninjas were Jewish, but I feel like I may have just been adding that in. (laughs) (laughs) So... But he, he also, he, Erdogan also uh, claims that there's an interest rate lobby in Turkey, which does sound suspiciously like something else. Mm. It is an interest rate lobby, a lobby that can, wants specific high interest rates, mm. which would profit banks, mm. who loan a, money to people. A group of usurers. Yeah, mm. you, yeah. They, they don't do much Islamic banking in Turkey. I feel like if they'd introduced Islamic banking into Turkey, then, you know, <laughs> but they wouldn't have been allowed to, because obviously that would have been extremely anti-secular. But Damn. So, yeah, well, I mean, it would have been. They, they just call interest rent. <laughs> like, no, it's not usury. You're renting my money from me. What do you think interest is, by the way? <laughs> like, just as a question to the people who say that. Incredible. Doing, doing money landlordism. Yeah. God, these people are so addicted to landlords. The money lord. The money lord. I mean, that's just capitalists. (laughs) What we've done is we've described the capitalist class. We're we're making a thoroughgoing critique of political economy here. I think we could compile it together into some sort of book. Absolutely. I wonder (laughs) if anyone's ever done anything like that. Someone's someone's just sent me some incredibly exciting break of news. NASA of found an asteroid that they reckon has a 1 in 400 chance of striking us. Oh, fucking thank God. But sadly, not until 2046. Oh, I'll be dead by then. What the fuck is (laughs) that? (laughs) That sucks, man. I'll be 52. That definitely sounds sounds like win more for nature there, doesn't it? The the thing I hate the most about living at the end of the world is that it's taken so fucking long to get done with, you know? Yeah. I mean, plus side of living at the end of the world is like once you're dead, you're dead and you know it's done. Yeah, so, that's it. There's nothing to worry about. No future that you had foreclosed. Oh, yeah. I'm, God, I'm receive, God forbid I'm that... Oh, sorry. Receiving a breaking news update here. Apparently, the, uh, you might be wondering how big is the asteroid? The Jerusalem Post describes it as, the, as a, just a bit bigger than 27 pandas. Uh, oh, what? so it wouldn't even kill everyone. <laughs> that might... Yeah. That, I'm not, and by the way, I'm saying this as someone who is like at least tangentially qualified. That might legitimately just burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. I d- but also, what whatever happened to using real weights and measures, guys? Come on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Multiple pandas. <laughs> so, at least when it's like fucking football fields or something like that, that gives you a general sense. But like, I, I'm, I'm struggling to conceptualise how big the asteroid well, is from it being 37 well, fucking it's, pandas. It's, <laughs> let me put it like this. It's so small that you could legitimately do like a deep impact thing with it like you could just you don't even need to do deep impact you could just move it with a rocket yeah hmm. the, the article says it's estimated to be around 50 meters wide 
To put this size into perspective, the average adult male panda bear can grow to a total length of around 1.8 metres. <laughs> That's cleared it right up. Some, somebody was just, while they were doing the article, they got d- distracted by the Wikipedia entry for pandas. <laughs> like, no, but like, so what, 50 metres? Okay, so like, it might survive the atmosphere, but also it's not going to kill everyone. What if it lands on like a fucking panda reserve, though? <laughs> oh my god! I... That means <laughs> this asteroid is just a bit bigger than 27 pandas, should those bears be laying down in a row, front and back legs fully extended out? <laughs> Why is that? What is... What? It's like if you scooped out a panda's guts and laid them end to end, right? You can make a big enough lasso to catch the fucking asteroid and pull it down to... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay, oh, I'm going to try... I'm, hold on. So, the... So, like, for, for context... The asteroid that killed the dinosaurs was 10 kilometers in diameter. How many triceratopses was it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why would I know that? Why would, you know, just for, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that we've got distracted by asteroids. A, a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a little hat with a press card in it and a pencil behind its ear explaining, <laughs> yeah. explaining to the dinosaurs that it's like the length of 30,000 pandas. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck are those? They haven't even evolved yet. Yeah, 30,000 proto-mammals. Yeah. <laughs> You know those shrews that hide inside the caves all the time whenever we walk by? Yeah, it's like 150,000 of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh boy, I wonder what happened to those shrews and their descendants. I wonder if they'll ever build Netflix. <laughs> like, I'm just picturing re- an asteroid made of literal shrews now, and it just breaks, yeah. up, on, breaks up on entry, and a, an individual shrew just beans every single dinosaur on the planet right between the eyes. <laughs> Like, oh, I wonder if I wonder if any of those shrews descendants will form political parties in an insane country that will have the same name. By the way, I just want to say, like, in case anyone's wondering, like, how big the, uh, like, how serious the, like, dinosaur asteroid impact was, the ground literally moved like water after the impact because of how fucking strong it was. Like, the Earth's crust moved in, like, tsunami fashion. That is a, that is a big fucking panda. Yeah. Uh. I've also, I've, I've also found this incredible artist's impression of the impact moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it is possibly my favourite uh, artist's impression of any event in history. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fucking, it looks like the cover of a fucking Terry Pratchett book. It's so oh, good. That is, that is like a, a fucking prog rock album right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I guess that's where I get the Pratchett vibe from, to be honest. <laughs> that, that, this is what I'm fucking airbrushing onto the side of Manners' van if he ever gets one. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is, alright, we have completely derailed the podcast yeah. episode. We, yep. we, we, by the way, I'm going to put a link to this image in the episode description, and that's a note to myself, it's a production note in a sense, so you get to hear those now. Because um, <laughs> I think everyone should see this specific image at least once before they die. Yeah, like, it's that guitar Im- solo as well. Oh yeah, you know that like, um, you, you know like Coheed and Cambria have like a nine minute song with this as the <laughs> cover for the single. I'm hearing the guitar wank bit from Ruin, uh, Ruiner. Oh, yes. I'm hearing, yes. what the fuck is the Coheed and Cambria, the one Coheed and Cambria song that I like? Um, that guitar solo from Ruiner is what I hear in my head every time I come. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to cut that? Oh, it's Welcome Home. It's Coheed and Cambria Welcome Home. Incidentally, uh, something I found out when I was, uh, when uh, Coheed and Cambria were going to Reading Festival. My dad, Coheed and Cambria fan. Oh, excellent. And a fan of the comic books the albums are based on. 
Yes. Fucking incredible. To be honest, I've seen, I think you showed us a picture of your dad in a leather jacket, or at least described it, and so yeah, that sounds like Mm. his vibe. Yeah. I do like Coheed and Cambria, except for the fact that like, of course because it's a prog metal band, the guitar solos are like four minutes long. (laughs) And I'm just like, ah, bring it, just end it, please. Like, (laughs) Great life though. I love music that is like an endurance test. Yeah. yeah. Co- like, co- like, welcome Especially home. Especially if it's they- about a wizard. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I'm pr- I once saw a band called Wizard Fight. <laughs> which was fucking dope. They were like, a, they were like a, they were like a Doomstoner band. It was yeah. fucking incredible. That fucking rules. Absolute fucking vibe. I loved it. Oh, was- did you see, like, the, the mock-up album cover I posted? It's like an AI generator for, like, band names, but it had one called Ref Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely a band I've seen in Nottingham. There's no way that band doesn't exist. I feel- Hold on, can you give me a link to the AI thing? Oh, I'll see if I can find it again. Yeah, uh... please. But anyway, 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 we were talking about Nejmet and Erbakan. So here's the thing. So uh, here's well, the thing one about... Point. Let's, let's at least make it relevant to the election, because we're entering election mode. There is a party that uh, emerged from this political movement that still exists right now called the Sadet Partisi, which is a, a member of the opposition uh, political alliance, which is kind of interesting because you would think they might want to be in the AKP political alliance. Very strange, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just, just, okay. <laughs> I can't believe I've been interrupted. <laughs> okay, that, so I'm going to try... That is I'm gonna... definitely uh, art from, like, the fucking Rogue Trader rulebook. From, like, yeah. I just want to explain what I'm seeing. So it is basically a skeleton in a skeleton suit <laughs> playing a guitar um, with a bunch of other skeletons hanging out with him. And the name of the band is Riff Shitter, and the name of the album presumably is Crushed by the Riffs. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming think, that's the order. I think, I think it's very salient as well that you have to describe the skeleton's expression, which can only be described as supremely fucking stoned as well. <laughs> yeah, he even looks like he's in the middle of the... Mo- he's trying to convince people he's not stoned. Oh, he's really fucking stunned. I'm not quite sure. All his, all his skeleton pals are saying, come on, just try and look normal, man. Just look normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying some of these. Iron Riff, rock and roll bastard. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone. We've just, we've, we've lost all discipline. We've lost all fucking discipline oh. in this episode. Oh, there's an that amazing one. That looks so dope. I have that jacket. That, that Iron Riff one is uh, like Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's great. Oh, there was an absolute baller like that. Oh, like, called, a... like, called like Chalice of Piss or something like that. It was fucking brilliant. This is a fucking banger. Mystic Scream, The Bones of Cthulhu. Oh, yes. That's a fucking banger right there. I'm so sorry to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely disintegrated. So, yeah, they're part of the opposition alliance. And we will talk more about how the Sada. Yeah, uh, do you know who's part of the opposition alliance? Riff Shitter. Yeah. <laughs> Riff Shitter are a major political movement in Turkey. And they, um... Oh, wow, this is a fucking dope one. Eldritch Witchmaster. Also a famous Turkish political party. We might have to burn this episode. I have no fucking clue. That looks like my ideal wife right there. What the fuck? Oh, yes. What's her at? 
If yeah, if you look like this DM me, I realise it's so. Oh god, this is so good! Rabbit Throne summoning the rabbit, and it's just the most adorable metal album I've ever seen. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> that's, so that's so unnecessarily cute, it's so good. I'm gonna retweet that one real quick. <laughs> I bet you yeah, there's, there's some like fucking true cult black metal as well. Like the oh, filthiest, most evil music. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, that's basically anal cunts rebrand, right? There. I love how because because AI can't write for whatever reason, that looks like the rabbit spelled the the album title on the cover there. Oh, it, it, it works so well for like metal album fonts, so. though. Oh, look! Yeah. I found uh, I found Ben. Uh, in amongst the um, in amongst the albums, <laughs> King of the Festering Bog. King of the Festering Bog. There he is. I, I fucking love this one though, because I feel like I should own this. I should own this split EP. Oh, absolute violent oh. noise slash chalice of piss dragged into the holes. Okay, so we're just not gonna. We're just not gonna. <laughs> yeah, so there was now. something. There was something about an opposition party. Yes, so an opposition alliance that they that they are a member of, and we are going to talk about how this opposition alliance formed. But the uh, the sort of short version is that basically the Sadat party, the more radical one, formed because it's uh, it's kind of like an old guard around Nejmetin Erbakan, right? Because what happens is the welfare party gets banned, basically. Oh. Uh, it, it gets banned for being too Islamist. And so they form the AKP, which is the sort of, like, liberal... And there are some MPs, some of their MPs defect to it and stuff like that. And it's all the young up-and-comers, right? Mm. Like, Erdogan was a, uh, a... uh What the fuck were they called? <laughs> the party before the Sadat party. Um, virtue party. Some fucking... Uh, welfare party. There you go. Welfare party mayor of Istanbul. And, like, that was a huge deal, by the way, at the time. Like, people lost their shit. They thought Erdogan was going to bring back Sharia law to Istanbul. Oof. Like, people, like, fucking lost their shit about it. Like, th- th- there was, like, some significant hysterics going on about it. But they formed this more... The young up-and-comers, because, you know, they want to have a political career, formed a sort of capturing-the-moment 2000s vaguely liberal noise. Kind of, kind of like, threw a bone to the liberals by being like, hey, we're not uh, Eurosceptic like that other party. We think joining the EU is actually very cool. We just want to do, like, a little bit of, you know, liberalisation by not banning women from wearing headscarves at university. Which I, you know, I'm not, like... Mm. I'm not saying that's bad, by the way. I don't think people should be banned from wearing a headscarf at university. No. As, as, as close as you'll get to me agreeing with something the AKP did, I suppose. I think, I think it's kind of ridiculous to do that. But yeah, this is, it's, but, it's, it's very French, isn't it? Yeah, well, the French justified it using that restriction. So... And, which again is is bad. Uh, so the the um the Sadet party, which is uh the sort of hardcore one, they never poll above like three percent. Never ever ever. They've never mm. polled above three percent in my fucking life. Like I've never heard of them winning a significant number of MPs, polling well, anything like that. And part of it is because they're just this hard. They're kind of like a hardcore, narrow group of um sort of miligurish diehards, right? Like, they're yeah. religious nationalists, they're Islamists, and they're not even, like, pretending not to be Islamists, right? And their leader is a gentleman called Temal Karamola, whose wife is English. Um, oh. a, a, a point that my parents love talking about with him. And it basically constantly anti-Euro, anti-EU, very Eurosceptic, 
anti-America, which, you know, yeah. kind of fun. So this is us entering election mode, I guess. Um, Anti-Israel, uh, anti very, very anti-Israel, which, as you might imagine, in Turkey crosses certain lines. Uh -huh. And uh, basically, it believes that the biggest threat to, um, to peace, as they see it, within the countries that they think matter, which is Muslim countries, is coming from the West. Fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, like um they um like they protested the Iraq war, which Turkey did not join. Uh, you know, especially the attack on Fallujah, which, you know, there are still children being born with birth defects in Fallujah. Mm. Uh, you know, but they also do the anti cartoons of Muhammad stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, and they obviously show up to all of the um all of the anti sort of like Israel whenever it goes into Gaza or Lebanon or wherever. They they join all of those protests as well. Mm. So it's sort and, of a, a mixed yeah. bag on that front, I guess. Yeah, and some of their ex-leaders, um, so Numan Kurtumush, who's kind of an interesting character. I kind of wish we could go into some of these characters who sort of went from opposition to the AKP to um, being in the AKP. Like, their former leader uh, is the deputy chair of the AKP now. Ah. Which is, it's an interesting political development, given... Uh, he kind of went from the Sadat party to another political party called Has Party, the People's Voice Party, and uh, basically wanted to merge with uh, the AKP. It it's a very, very interesting political journey, but it's not one that we really have time to talk about because Turkey has called an early election, and we wouldn't have even if they hadn't, to be honest. But just Yeah, but just know that like there is this sort of there, there are people who have opposed the AKP in this way, in this sort of they're too soft on the West and stuff like that way, who have sort of gone, well, sucks to suck. You know? <laughs> like, it, it sucks to get 2.49% of the vote, so sure maybe, does. Maybe, we, maybe we do someone else, which they, I guess they did. Um, I'm, I'm going to become like Britain's guy for going, we're too soft on the West. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I completely believe it. There's even a new welfare party after the uh, the the uh, the banned welfare party, Yeniden Rafa Partisi, um, who are uh, explicitly anti-Zionist in their politics. I wonder how that uh, comes out. Huh. Was tact, I'm sure. I'm was sure. It, it could, yeah. Great deal of nuance, tact, and deliberation. Yeah, and um, yeah, also the party's youth. The, this new party's youth wing. Uh, tweeted out that he wants to declare Sharia law in Turkey. <laughs> so, um, oh. which is extremely illegal. <laughs> so, highly illegal. Highly illegal. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> was in like that was in like 2001 or something. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's 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 oh, it's highly illegal to call for the return of a caliphate. Just imagining Turkish bars getting annoyed about them bringing in Shakira law. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and like to be fair, that that this this strain of politics does have like its severe downsides because they are very anti-vax in oh, some no. ways. They're okay. really they're really mad at like like uh, genetically modified food and um and vaccines. Cool. These are cool guys. So yeah, this political tradition. Uh, it has, it has, I would say, contributed a grand sum of fuck all to Turkey that's positive. <laughs> like, I fucking hate, like, 
I, I, I kind of hate them less than the Meheped, the fascist parties. Yeah. But also they are functionally identical, given what their shenanigans usually cause. And yet, they're in the opposition alliance. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> um, that's good. I, I'm glad that the... I talk about this in like the Progressive Alliance video I did on YouTube. Where I'm like, isn't it great that we... Because in Hungary, they did the same shtick, where they had like the far-right party in the opposition alliance. Mm. And that famously went really well because, as we know, Orban no longer the uh, leader of Hungary, right? Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. What's that? Hold on, I'm getting some news in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not certain on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, look, we're entering election mode, and I'm going to tell you now, there is no political party that loves losing more than the Republican People's Party, except the Labour Party of Britain. Yeah. Those are the two political parties that are in a massive competition to lose. They are sexually aroused by losing, I've come to believe. <laughs> I've come to this position. Uh, entire, not like that. An but... entire political project just built around a humiliation fetish. Yeah. I mean, like, what else am I meant to conclude? Anyway, look, we'll get into why I think this another time. But they have picked the worst possible presidential candidate probably available to them. But they still might win because the AKP have shat the bed so hard. So I guess that's what we're going to try and figure out. How did the AKP shit the bed so badly that even in a situation where the opposition parties get basically no TV coverage, are they hemorrhaging votes? Good God. How do you do such a thing? In fact, if you, uh, for the, uh, the co-hosts, if you want to look at a poll graph, uh, yeah, you can, you can see it's begun. It has begun. Election mode may well have begun in the country. Oh, no. Yeah. Also, the HDP's looking fine. Keep the HDP above the electoral threshold, please. I'm asking nicely. Um, <laughs> that usually works in Turkey, asking nicely. Yeah, I get that sense, yeah. Yeah, you know, asking nicely and being polite, you know, it works really well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that dipping to just below the threshold there? Oh, well, the threshold's 7% now, I think. Mm. Um, is that that is the nationalist. That's the fascist part. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so but, but I don't want to... I, I, I have to explain um, that the fa because of the new electoral system, you can get below the threshold and still get seats as long as the alliance you're in gets more seats uh... percentage than the thing. And they're in an alliance with the AKP, who you will notice on their own are above uh -huh. the threshold. Uh, I think the HDP are in an alliance with several left-wing parties, which is kind of cool, and I'm interested to see uh, which of them get seats on the H, presumably on the HDP list. They won't get they won't get the number of votes needed to like exist in Parliament on their mm, own because you still yeah. need to get allocated seats by the Dehunt method. Mm. But I'm interested to see what will happen, and also you'll notice there are several new political parties that are formed during the Parliament. We're going to get to them, because there are some characters. Oh, boy. We got guys... Look, I, I, I opened my next YouTube video, which will be out the day after this recording, with a new type of British guy has just dropped. No country drops guys at a rate like Turkey. Yeah, yeah. There, there's constantly new guys emerging that I'm learning about and generally not liking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in a lot... We, Turkey and Britain together are producing so many guys that the planet might collapse in on itself. Yeah, there's too it's, many guys. There's too many guys. Becoming a Malthusian, but just for the guys generated by Turkey and Britain. Yeah, just, just abolish guys. Yep. 
That's the that's the trans woke agenda right there. Some <laughs> <laughs> At last, abolishing had, guys. Had enough of guys. They've been playing us for absolute fools. That's it. Yeah, that, that that's your episode title. It's not going to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want stuff that also doesn't make any sense, you can head on over to our bonus episode, where for once we stayed more on topic during the bonus than the main episode. <laughs> I can't believe how fucking shit we are at our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking incredible. In my, de- in my defense, I am in a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah, Jamie's not well. Not like, yeah. Well, I don't know. It could be like the end for Jamie. <laughs> yeah, die of shoulder. Die of shoulder. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of them like old-timey causes of death they used to record. <laughs> like, you know, they'd write like, died of wolf. And it, yeah. meant like, it meant like it's a, cancer. It's, it's a, candidate it's a, for, a candidate for this band isn't real, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Death by shoulder. Death by shoulder. Just getting shoulder barged so hard your skull explodes. <laughs> <laughs> also, one final band that does not exist. Dismal order, distant shrieking beyond the veils of an ancient world, which is incredible. Beautiful. And also look at that fucking album cover. Oh, yes. Again, I want, I want to own that album. I want that album. I want to listen to that album all day long. <laughs> yeah. There, is, there was a club night in Nottingham called Perdition that would play this album. <laughs> oh, yes. And it fucking, it was in a very shitty location for me when I was a student and unfortunately no longer exists. Now I live close enough to the former venue. Fuck. But the former venue also closed, so... Uh, yeah, rip that venue. Anyway, everyone, we will catch you on the bonus, which you should definitely check out, because we reference Italians, several Italians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the bonus, we will be shitting some refs, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So, from the dismal order and the distant shrieking beyond the veils of an ancient world, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Goodbye, all. (laughs) 